0: I I could understand if no one's heard them, but if someone heard them and doesn't like New Model Army, I would wonder about them, you know. I would wonder about their musical taste. (laughs) All right. Welcome, everyone. This is another episode of That Record Got Me. Hi, I'm your host, Rob Elba. It's great having you all here. I'm very excited because I'm talking to someone all the way on the other side of the world almost from Germany. Uh, I'd like to welcome musician, composer, producer, instrument designer. Uh, he's been a member of multiple bands, including Stickman, Tuner, The Crimson Project, as well as solo artists. Extremely talented young man that's returning guest to the show. Welcome to the show, Marcus Reuter. Welcome to the show, Marcus.
1: Hey, Rob, hi.
0: I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing?
1: I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm really looking forward to doing this again.
0: Yeah, I think so. The last time you were on the show, I believe was before the world fell apart, before the pandemic. I think, right? I think so. Talking about King Crimson and how it seems—I don't know—it seems to me, Marcus, that you're busier now than than I've ever seen you. So you seem to be really busy now,
1: right? That's true. I'm I'm kind of addicted to music. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, it's 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 good that. Uh, I'm back on the road with Stickman, with Pat Masolotter and Tony Levin, and uh, we, we're actually playing quite a few shows this year, and we still have two, uh, two tour legs in front of us. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be back for yeah. sure. And I'm also producing, producing a lot of music and listening to a lot of music. And as I said, I just love music.
0: Yep. Well, all right. So you're a music guy, and I will—I'll just let everyone, as as most people who know the show know, I invite a guest on, and they pick the record, and whatever they pick is okay with me as long as we haven't done it before. But your pick surpri- both made me really happy because it's something that I love, but it surprised me for you, Marcus. And then, so I'm really interested to hear. Uh, why you picked it I, I have some ideas Maybe But uh, who knows So why don't you tell us What uh, the record and band We're going to be talking about
1: now? Uh, this is um, The album uh, Thunder and Constellation By New Model Army And uh, you know I was born in 72 So and this album came out And I don't even know was it 87, 88? 89. Uh, so I, I already did the math and realized
0: you were a teen. Yeah. You were a teenager.
1: Yes. It was It was um, a friend, like a, a school friend, a girl, and she um, introduced me to New Mortal Army, and it was the album before Thunder and Constellation, uh, The Ghost of Cain. Right.
2: Look out of your windows, watch the skies. Read all the instructions with bright Blue eyes with WISPs. yeah, proud American sons. We know how to clean our teeth and how to strip down a gun, cause we're the state of America.
1: That was the album she she played me and I fell in love with it right away and uh, Thunder and Constellation was, like maybe, I can't remember exactly, maybe the third or fourth CD I ever bought. Oh, wow. So, uh, so it's interesting because you you were talking about the LP version <laughs> today, which I never owned. Oh, okay. You know, okay, I had the CD version, which has a couple more tracks on it. But yeah, this, the, the, the band really left a very deep uh, impression on me, and I, I have to admit it's still one, or if not my favorite band. To this day, you know, even though I'm like in the mid 90s, I kind of stopped uh, actively following the band, but uh, right. those albums that I that I grew up with in the 80s are just wonderful. And, you know, like I'm, as I said, I'm a music guy, so I'm not so much a words guy, but the lyrics, you know, Justin Sullivan's lyrics are just unbelievable. And, uh, you know, it's sort of like a little bit of preparation for this a, a discussion with you and I, I read some of the lyrics again and they they simply give me goosebumps still right you know, even without the even without the music
0: yeah and, and that's good I'm, I'm happy to hear that because I was wondering because I'm, I'm always of the opinion Marcus even people that, that aren't necessarily into lyrics like really good songs good lyrics are going to get get in you anyway. You know, listening to them, you're listening to them, and you're hearing what they're saying. So even if that's not your main focus on it, it's going to get in there still. And, and uh, you could still appreciate, yeah, like you said, reading the lyrics, you say, wow, this guy could really write some lyrics, huh?
1: Yes, and and the, the things he's writing about, they're timeless. This is sort of like my the way that I see um, what, he, what he's writing about. It's kind of like a, I think that's what, what yeah, like good music and good poetry and good art is about. Like, it's just timeless, you know. It's, it always speaks to you and you can always make sense of it in a way.
0: Yeah, I, I agree 100%. And yeah, I, I, I was a big, and I think I'm kind of the same, although I I, I got into them like right when the the album before this, um, A Ghost of Cain came out. And uh, I I think the same thing, not a girl though, probably a guy, i didn't know well i, I was older then so <laughs> but uh yeah i really loved that album and then yeah when this album came out i got it uh immediately when it came out and i i just yeah i was just blown away by them and just the delivery the a conviction of him the way he the, the way he writes and he's so committed and the way he delivers the song it, it could easily it could easily be like too much and overwrought if you didn't get the idea that he's singing exactly what he feels and what he wants to sing about.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah, you know, like, uh, uh, yeah, and uh, I saw Justin Sullivan uh, solo before I saw New, New Mortal Army, and I think it must have been 88, actually, because okay. I saw New Mortal Army in 89 and it was already the tour for Purity for the next album. Right, the album after that. Right? Yeah. Yes. So, so that's why that's why I'm um, I'm totally with you. Like the delivery, um, it the interesting thing about New Model Army, the music, right, is that the playing, the parts that people play, they are. And I don't really know how to put it. They are actual parts. It's not just strumming on a guitar, right? Even though like there there are some songs where uh, they're using just standard chord shapes and stuff, but there's always a part there that. Can stand on its own, and so it's not just the lyrics that are amazing. The songwriting, as a as a total, the song as a whole, is always incredible. And and sort of like almost a little bit like the, uh, you know, like there's this uh, this this German genre, the, the Kunstlied, you know, which was like Schubert and stuff, where people were writing songs like 300 years ago that were meant to kind of musically illustrate the uh, the content of the lyrics right
2: <speaking> in den <foreign language>
1: Right. And in a way, in a way, uh, New Model Army slash Justin Sullivan—it's really—it's it's interesting because, like, I wouldn't say that Justin Sullivan is New Model Army, but. He is so. It's it's it's. it's you <laughs> he is. Know I, mean? I mean,
0: they're still. Yeah, they're still going today, and he's he's the only uh, constant member uh, through the band. Obviously, they've gone. You know, he's gone through different uh, bass players, but always had. He's always had really good musicians, though. I mean, on I, I don't on every album I've listened to, he's got a great drummer and a great bass player. And on this case, yes, uh, you have Jason uh, Moose Harris on bass, which is great. And this was, I guess, yes. the last album that he did with them was this one.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And there was Rob Heaton, who was his uh, main partner for the first fifteen years or so right, of the right. band, and um, and and Rob was also was also writing uh, some of the parts. I know that he's he was the guy credited for writing the intro to Green and Grey, for example, and. Um, stuff like that so he was a drummer but he also a guitarist
0: oh yeah and you could tell he's a very musical and yeah you know Marcus it's funny you you were what you're saying is something I was trying to figure out like what is it about them because over the years they've been like when I first heard them I thought they were kind of labeled as like punk or uh, a post-punk but I've seen them label goth and metal and and folk too Mm -hmm. you know like rock Mm -hmm. folk but they're kind of a band that transcends all that because they're kind of their own unique thing their own unique singular thing their songs don't really sound like anyone else they sound like them you know they sound like uh, new model army and that's not an easy thing to do especially if you're in the you know rock uh, you
1: know world yeah I, i think it's it's pretty much in a way kind of progressive music as well um it has some of the you know you know you know not not talking not talking not like not like not like yes or something obviously they they didn't do anything like that but just the just the the power and intention and the part writing and uh the fact that they're the the first the first bass player uh, stuart morrow i think he was a fretless player he played fretless and he played lots of high parts in the bass and everything was kind of like like the songs were even based around things you could only do with a fretless bass and stuff and i didn't i don't not even sure if you knew this but it's like it's it's kind of like um, they always were more experimental than others and you know on, on several levels levels right as you say the, ly- the lyrics are kind of like really outstanding and standing out right if you're comparing with with other lyrics of that of that time period uh at least that's what i think and and um uh, musically there was also um, experimentation there was like um, a sort of darkness let's say um, in it and sadness and um, and also like a lack of love songs yeah right so like exactly. like, like the, the you know the, the the track that's called love song uh, on the ghost of Cain is actually a love song to planet earth
2: right Damnation under the enemy's gaze Well we all create monsters come back for their masters, the prices the devil reclaims. Why
1: but but or actually uh what's the word? Like a requiem to planet Earth. Right. Right, right. Not so a love song. And and so so um I always just loved that that there was no love songs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I remember that. Yeah. I remember you uh, you mentioning that that, that that you weren't necessarily a fan of that and yeah. So that's why uh, yeah, that's why I was thinking like why would why would Marcus love this band aside from the fact that that they're an amazing band. But yeah, the the fact that they have even though they're in the so-called rock genre, they they're parts and yeah, like you said they're ex- like this album in particular because they were known before this being a very heavy band, but there's a lot of acoustic uh, guitars in this and this isn't necessarily a guitar heavy record you know some of the songs it's just mainly the drums and some keyboards especially in the first opening song so they're definitely not yeah. uh doing one thing they're experimenting with all different shapes and sounds yes and also i was surprised i mean listening again and, and realizing man this album sounds so good i didn't realize a lot of it was produced by who by uh, tom dowd i totally didn't know that at all
1: mm-hmm. yeah I remember reading that name back then. I had no idea uh, who it was.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, he he produced like uh, Clap to Eric Clap. He produced like a whole bunch of people, but like older. Yeah. yeah. But it's weird. New Model Army stands out in the list of all these artists that he produced. They really, <laughs> they really do.
1: Totally. And and I think that was the time when I don't remember which label they were signed to, but that that was the time when there was quite a bit of um, I don't know pressure or whatever coming from the A and R people for them to. Be different and you can you can tell a little bit by the sound of the record and by the, you know by the use of of a keyboard and stuff right but i think they managed very well to um to simply make a great album i mean great is an under is an understatement i think this is an actual masterpiece i,
0: I know it's power. it's so powerful from beginning to end and it doesn't yeah. let up really either uh that's why I'm a fan. I, I know there there are some good really good songs that they add in the CD, but I'm always I was always of the opinion that when they came out with CDs, they just started cramming more songs on albums that they really didn't need to because uh, to me a really great album is like 9 10 songs. That's uh, perfect. You know, it's kind of hard to keep it cohesive if you get into like 12 13 14 songs. So that's just my personal thing but this if no, you I'm 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 with you
1: I'm with you oh, but good. however yeah. <laughs> the 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 extra the extra songs are great though like uh, I yeah, think they they're are. great and beca- and because because I ha- I grew up listening to them in that order with that with 125 mpa uh months per hour and what, what's the other one? Uh, Nothing Touches, I think.
0: Right. And, um, and uh, White Coats, Coats also, yeah, yeah which is yeah. an amazing yeah. song. Yeah, It's great. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and All right, so before we get into listening to the tracks, just one thing I wanted to point out. I'm, I, I went to their website. It's great. Justin Sullivan is still going. They're still going. And if you go to uh, newmodelarmy.org, it's their website. It's great. Mm-hmm. They don't have a .com. They have a .org, newmodelarmy.org. You could see what's going on. They have shows coming up, and uh, he's still touring and making music, which is great to see that.
1: Yeah, and they're they are very big in Germany.
0: Yeah, well, I saw, uh, Marcus, uh, that's what I was wondering, because I saw this album actually went gold in Germany, this one. So I was thinking maybe that, uh, you know, but I'm sure it still wasn't like, you know, even though it went gold in Germany, it wasn't like they were getting played on the radio all the time,
1: I don't think. No, but they they the music got played in, in discos.
0: Oh, okay. All right. All right.
1: Yes. And that's, that's how I, like, I heard, uh, what was it? Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely Vagabonds was kind of like the, the hit single, let's say, right. in Germany. That's that was the song that like the the hippie girls liked, you know? <laughs>
0: And were you? So, Marcus, were there any were there other because I know eventually, yeah, you got into more uh, you you got into prog bands and different things. But I'm sure you have a very, very musical taste. But were there any other like rock bands that you liked in the day that that you sort of still, you know, to this day, you would you would say, oh, they're one of your favorite bands. Or was this kind of like a singular rock band type thing that you always kept uh, kept close to your heart?
1: Um, no there's also that other band um that actually writes love songs that are great um that's the cure
0: Oh okay okay great
1: <laughs> Yeah Yeah so it was for me it was the the cure and new Mortal army. Oh army nice. uh, with with you know and and because they they com- for me completely coexist in a way that they, these bands have nothing to do with each other like the musical styles the the message the writing it's so different Oh yeah but I just but I just love both
2: bands
0: I guess you could say both bands bring, you, which all good music does, brings you to a completely different place and puts you in this different mood and place. That's that's like only that's something that they do, and they they like own that little world that you're into when you listen to one of their you know albums. Yeah,
1: yeah but I have to add that I never really got into any um, other you know like let's say more or less famous rock band at the time. Um, somehow somehow the cure and New moral Army that's about like the, the horizon I have right <laughs> people well, need to right. know that <laughs> <laughs>
0: you could have done much worse with your horizon than that <laughs> <laughs> you could have gotten uh, two much worse bands than that. All right, so let's get into the album. The opening track, it's amazing to me how how heavy, once it gets going, it feels. And then you realize, like I said, it's mostly carried by the drums and the keyboards. You know, there's not, there's not tons of heavy guitars in it, but it's just, like I said, the delivery and everything. Let's listen to a little of the opening track. I love the world. when you first heard this album you you were already a fan and you had uh the previous album were you surprised a little at at sort of the the change you know the the keyboards and all that were you su- surprised by that
1: yeah i guess i was and i have to say i think back then it sounded a little cheesy to me ah um, it it did but then the, the the music uh just kind of like took over and i just I was fine with it, right? Right. <laughs> and now right. listening back, back even even over this connection that we have, like hearing that, it's it's just a great sound, and and you know like because it kind of like goes beyond. For me, music really is not just sound. Music is also, say, meaning, right? Like so, even though you have that that. Those cheesy four keyboard notes at the beginning, like, na, 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 na. and that's 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 the theme. That's I love the world, right? That's that's already right. kind of like a, a, a. This is what I meant when I said like all the all the elements of the songs they have sort of like a meaning, also a musical meaning, and and it's just great composition and the sound. Yeah, I mean, I I don't even I don't even know why that was the case, but it, you know it was a very strange time, like. Going from the 80s into the 90s, technology changed like every year. You had, well, basically there was new recording technology, like almost every year, and and uh, styles and and uh, production choices um, were really. Um, it was it was really like a, how do you say like an uh, in between state yes. somehow. Oh yeah, and That's right. that's sort of sort of what this album kind of represents sonically, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you're right. Because uh, put in lesser hands, those same those sounds maybe the keyboards could could be cheesy, but it just doesn't. Uh, he's so good at writing, and and you know that he's so committed to what he believes and what he's saying that it transcends all that, and you you don't uh, you don't have to worry about any of that. You know, you could just listen to it, and it's very powerful, and uh, you, you just enjoy it, right?
1: Totally, and yeah. and really like like the the chorus of "I Love the World." It's kind of i would say it's kind of weak right so in a way the verses are much more powerful right they have much more much more uh if i may use this like i don't know uh (laughs) i know i don't know how to put this without uh yeah using a word that maybe i shouldn't say but there's there's lots of power in the verses and the chorus is almost like oh god i love the world and it kind of like breaks down in density and <laughs> right. And yeah, I, yeah. yeah. It's, I, I it's, it's, saying. it's awesome. It's yeah. awesome. I don't, I, I don't know if it's, if it was intentional or not, but, but it's, it's kind of like makes total sense. Uh, Musically Right uh,
0: I feel like it does Because obviously It seems like it's He's being ironic He's being highly ironic Because he's singing About all these uh, You know Terrible things Basically about the world uh, Crumbling Which like you said A lot of this album Is very uh, Prescient to today you know well i i I never said i was a clever man but i know enough to understand that the endless leaps and forward plans will someday have to cease Yeah. yeah but so but i still i get the feeling even though he's being ironic saying i love the world i love all this i feel like the way he he wouldn't like in all his writing and he cares, he cares so much about the, the world and the earth and the downtrodden people. I think, in a way, he, he does love the world, and that's why he's so angry about uh, things that go on in the world, that, like, you know, that hurt the world and hurt mankind. So I think maybe he's playing in between those two things, you know?
1: Oh, definitely, and, and the, 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 the chorus is sort of like a relief. Uh, yes right it it, it has it has the feeling of relief right and and I I love that but then like the last last couple lines which are I mean just amazing right so drunk with sickness weak with pain I can walk the hills one last time scarred and smiling dying slow I'll scream to no one left at all I told you so
2: Oh yes, but he's
0: not saying "I told yeah. you so." He's screaming, no, no, "I he's told screaming. you so!" <laughs> it's so yeah, it's, it's so great. Yeah, it's so powerful. Yeah, it it's just, very powerful.
1: And, and and such such a wonderful beginning to the album. I kind of like uh, see and feel that there um, always have been these these threads going throughout um, the New Alami's songs, right, or Justin Solomon's lyrics, right. So you know, first the first album was called Vengeance. Right. Right. So the and the vengeance, uh, revenge theme is on, uh, Ghosts of Cain, and it's it's also on on this album. Oh yeah, there's
0: some in here. Yes. And
1: and then, like we said, like the, um, you know, some songs of the, of the uh, Ghosts of Cain album also are kind of like precursors, or could even be like be like uh, like overtures or opening tracks to this song somehow. I really feel that there's like a an ongoing. story being told and then like maybe this is this is interesting to you i don't know if you've ever realized but this synth sound that opens this album is the sound that closes uh, purity the oh next really album. oh okay. yes yeah which is vanity is the, the track is vanity uh it's called vanity and and it's sort of like so that's also why i kind of think of thunder and constellation and purity as sort of like a like a not a trilogy. How would you say that? A duology or whatever. Right.
0: Right. Know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess because you could say he does sort of encompass his worldview as encompasses in lyrics, but probably in the music too. It, it's a cohesive thing, even though he it, things change, you know, and the sounds change, but it's still a New Model Army record, and so he recognizes that. So I guess he yeah. carries the musical themes, which really the music brings across his lyrics, right? I mean it, it, you can't se you could separate it and the lyrics are still great but the uh, the power the true power comes with the uh with the yeah. music and like this next one, "Stupid Questions." It, it's a real a catchy song, but he clearly does not suffer fools, and he has no time for those. This is basically like people who lie to themselves about you know, and don't and and don't ex- accept you know the the often cruel realities of life. Um, but it's mm-hmm. but it's all sandwiched in this really catchy song.
1: <laughs> yes, and and actually, actually, like uh, just a second, because in in uh, I love the world. You you blind yourself with comfort lies is the is the line. And and then you have the stupid questions song. I I mean I'm obviously I'm looking I'm I'm (laughs) kind of like looking looking for patterns here, but but somehow it is it's it really is it kind of makes sense. And I, I love that song. Yeah, let's listen. That's great. Stupid questions.
2: It's not a crime to be innocent, these things we have not done. You're not some little child child. Spring is past and gone I know my craving heart And I've seen your vicious eyes And I think
0: I love the line there well you you can kill with the best of them but your smile remains so sweet when someone comes to eat me alive I like to see their teeth <laughs> That's
1: mm-hmm. so good It's uh, it's incredible I love it
0: yeah, and and the, and the thing is, the music is the melodies, especially the ah, uh, they're they're so like bright and catchy. But then it's a really good uh, juxtaposition to the darkness, you know, the whole darkness of of the song.
1: Yeah, totally. And I also love that. Ask me why it's such a cruel, cruel world. No, like that's kind of like the pre-chorus is in a different key. I kind of like like that as well. It's oh yeah, sort of, right. You know, it uh, it's it's nice because the juxtaposition of sections happens on the level of again of like using musical means and devices and i think i think that's just uh i mean i i guess it's probably they never thought about that when they were writing these songs but (laughs) but you know this this is this is what 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 great artists right or great artists are like they create something and that 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 makes makes total sense
0: Exactly. Yeah, well, exactly. That's the thing, you know, Marcus, something uh, that I that I always uh, say, like, you know, people say, oh, it must be really hard to write a song. And no, it's not really hard to write a song. It's, it's really hard to write a good song. <laughs> you can write, like anyone can write a song. Uh, yeah. But writing it, a good song, that's the trick.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm so fascinated by these lyrics again, because like they are, it's, it's poetry. It is poetry. You know, as much as the music is part of the song. The lyrics are, they can stand alone. They can stand on their own. Yeah, they really can. I know it's, you know, it's, it's, it's just funny because, you know, I, I, I do um, coaching, you know, sessions with people. And you know, recently, I actually used this lyric in a coaching session. I, I mean, I don't want to talk about, you know, the context, but right. it's, it's powerful.
0: Yes, it, it can is.
1: change somebody's world.
0: Exactly. Yeah, and it's a good example, and and it's something hard to do because it's very easy to sort of go overboard and sound a kind of kind of like hack and like hackneyed. It's it, it, it's a very fine line to to present it in a way where, like you said, it's uh, poetry, but it's powerful, powerful poetry.
1: Yes, yes, and what what I also like what um, um, Justin does here that he changes the perspective. Like of who says, don't ask any more stupid questions. Because like some of my most favorite lines here is waiting in line at the fortune teller, waiting to hear some more pretty lies. He says, don't ask any more. Right, stupid right. Questions. Yes, <laughs> that's right. You know, you I, I, I point think of that's. Of view. Yep. Yes, yes. I think that's that's genius, too. <laughs>
0: it's great songwriting. It is. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. all right so this next one 220 you know it's funny when I was when I was pulling the clip to this next one 225 my editing software kept asking me if it wanted me to change the BPM to 225 <laughs> it, like, it like thought I was telling it that <laughs> um but it's a great song let's listen to 225.
2: Tries to remember what to do next. There's a trace of frustration that crosses the face.
0: So Marcus, like you were saying, talk about a song that it was written. This was written in the late '80s, and it's mm-hmm. so like before. But when he says she she stares at the screen at the little words of green, tries to remember. I mean, it's almost like he's, uh, you know, uh, warning us about what's to come with all of us staring at our screens and everything. And
1: yeah, totally. And uh, no, and I remember the little words of green, like those yes, screens back. Right. Back then. Right. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, but what I. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I I just turned fifty, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so so the uh, the thing is that like I I love the fact that also like the, the the guy describing this scene, right? Both you and I. So I guess Justin or whatever. Yes. Uh, I stare at her name tag and I think to myself, both you and I would never ask for any of this. So like the sympathy, right? For the struggling person here yes and and i'm wondering because like again like looking for these little threads here so the word green right the little words of green and then the sky turning green you know at the chemical works um and the song green and gray that's going to come ah okay Um, okay there's there's already like there's also a little bit of connection here
0: right threads
1: threads exactly yes and you know that and, and this golden age of communication means everyone talks yes. at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then it comes, and liberty just means the freedom to exploit any weakness that you can find.
0: Perfect. Yep. That's like, perfect. That's like describing what's going on literally right now, right? Yep. Yeah, that's amazing. Yep. I'm, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I'm glad you're saying this. I don't know. You could be like totally, you could say, well, no, I... I don't agree. I like the song, but I don't agree with any of that. So I'm glad. I'm glad we're on no, the same no, page, the, Marcus.
1: <laughs> no, no, it's it's funny. It's funny because uh, obviously this music was written in the '80s, and uh, you know, I, I I'm I was young. I had no idea about the political situation in in the in England, right? Right. In the north of England, and and so so it's it's fascinating to then learn later that songs are about you know something that thatcher did right or like and things that that are were actual events right while i'm reading and listening to this lyrics not having that context so so they they kind of like become more universal more, more universally interpretable for me uh you know what I mean? So it's right. like
0: Oh yeah. Well good that's uh, once again that's good songwriting. That's great lyrics that could transcend even if the, the if he was thinking originally he was inspired by actual events, it transcends all that and it's something that becomes universal and that's why we're still could be talking about it so many years later, right? Yes. And and it mm-hmm. also you know Marcus uh, in in realizing I over the time I've been listening I've been following your your music and I listen to it and you often rock out you aren't against rocking out because uh, <laughs> at first I'm saying wow Marcus likes it but I realize you rock out too right you're you're into that but it, you just don't like uh, gratuitous uh, rocking out or noodling right it's got to have <laughs> some kind of purpose
1: <laughs> <laughs> well just 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 like just like this music right right you know, and 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 for me, for me, it's more like you know the word art is 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 a big word. Like, what is art, and what does it mean and stuff. But that's sort of like I love I love good art, not good, but I I love um, human expression on that level, right? It doesn't matter if it's if it's if it's a, if it's a, a poem or music or rock and roll or bossa nova or right. ambient music like they can if there's if there's something that kind of like draws me in and that kind of like uh, where i can catch fire then that's that's perfect right and this music is music this music is just it's just like how, sh- how should i say it's um, uh, it's sort of like to me it's 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 a complete statement like there's no there's nothing left to say Right. (laughs) Once you, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like to say in times with words, but also musically. And just, just, just the drumming on this track, like it's always the same. Yeah. But just the, the way that he's playing those drums, incredible.
0: Yes, right. It, yeah, it is. And he, he does that a lot. He's a very musical drummer, I feel like, which is probably why he has uh, some uh, credits, songwriting credits in the song. Because, you know, you know how it is. Parts sometimes, just uh, just this part will add so much to a song, you know?
1: Yes. Yeah, yep. Exactly.
0: Alright, so this next one, Inheritance Now we get some other, like, theme I feel like recurring theme on the record uh, And it's yep. sort of families And how we're predestined This is very interesting to me How we're predestined to become, you know The people who raised us, our parents And uh, how we struggle against that sometimes
1: Yeah, and I think there are there are actually Five of the ten songs Are about this
2: Yes,
0: <laughs> so <obviously>, maybe Maybe <laughs> yes. he has some issues Some family issues he's working through <laughs> <laughs> but yes. it's great yeah. still. Uh, let's listen to the first of those uh, Inheritance.
1: Again, no
2: guitars, huh? Yep. your son right down to the long thin pointed face and this myrtle up twisted tongue and now I find that I'm doing all those things you would have done sometimes, sometimes these, things these things are hard so do I thank you do I thank you? Do I, well, you do I curse you do I curse you these tracks stretch out before me the ones you left behind all these things that I want, I want. the way I feel
0: The way he says it's yours, not mine—I I just get chills. <laughs> the way he Me says too. that.
1: Me too. Me too. It's so powerful. So incredibly powerful.
0: It is, and just the, like you said, the drums and just an occasional uh, piano chord, and him and him basically singing to his parents. And I, I, you know, it's something of a certain generation, especially for someone who chooses and artistic you know life maybe and maybe not something their parents agree with uh you're always going to struggle against that but but also i'm sure you found as you get older you find yourself turning in some ways turning into your parents even though you can't help it (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know yeah
1: (laughs) yeah i mean this this line is so tragic right what i want and what i feel it's yours not mine yes it's 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 incredible and you know thinking of it um, a lot of a lot of music usually tackles, let's say, teenage themes, right? I I don't mean this in a bad way, like I think it's you know, but but right. this this is is so this is so mature. This
0: is someone grown, yeah, grown because obviously we, uh, we know it isn't. We we carry all these things as we get older. We still carry our relationships with our with our uh, families as we get older. Yeah, yes. I,
1: And I I I don't know when when was Justin Sullivan born, you know? Like but he must have been maybe eight maybe thirty at that time.
0: Yeah, right, right. And it's, well, I mean, even, yeah, I'm sure he's someone, you know, some songwriters, they write with a mature, they write beyond their years. I always say that sometimes I'll do like, we'll be doing a record end by, uh, by like Bowie or something. And he's like, how old was he? He was only uh, 23. You know, And it's like, I'm thinking when I was 23. (laughs) So you can't compare. We all mature at different times.
1: Yes. Yeah. There's a there's another wonderful line here. Well, actually, three. We line up at the wedding in rows of deep set eyes in our finest formal dresses and proper suits and ties, like a family of monsters in a really bad disguise.
0: Yes. <laughs> how how much can you relate to that? Because you know, even when you don't, even when you move out your way, you get together for these gatherings, and it's like it's still you. Sometimes you fall back into the same old things. How relatable is all that, right?
1: Yeah. It's 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 just just great. And like like this song, it's like it's so tragic. And then like uh, it's actually only three notes on the on the piano. It's not a chord even. <laughs> just, oh, okay, okay. Just 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 three root notes, and it's it's incredible. It's it's just so wonderful to have this sparse arrangement, and and based on this groove that's like it's kind of like a um, an awkward shuffle, right? Right. I, I, I just I just love that. Like it to me, that's to all yeah. these yeah. all these details have meaning. Yes. Oh yeah.
0: yeah, well I feel like it adds. You know, maybe at some point they were thinking, oh, let's put some guitars, but then he, you know, smartly realized, no, no, it's more powerful. Well, you know, with the the sparseness adds to the power to it, which is great. Yeah. Uh, once yep. again, you know, art, great art, right? Um yep. All right. So this next one, green and gray. This is the one that that Dowd. You, I feel like you could tell the ones Dowd produced because it does. It's it. it it's uh more lush sounding and but mm-hmm. it's still it's just a great example of it's got this like bittersweet it's kind of like a, a bittersweet uh story and it's got the that feeling in in the music and and i, I have to play i'm gonna play a pretty long clip of it because i gotta play it through to the chorus you know <laughs> so yes. uh, let's listen to a little bit of green and gray
2: The time I think most clearly The time I drift away Is on the bus ride That meanders Up these valleys of green and gray I get to think about what might have been And what may yet come true And I get to pass the rainy mile Thinking of you. And all the while, all the while, I still hear that call to the land of gold and poison that beckons to all soul. Nothing changes here very much. You used to say it never will pubs are all full on Friday nights things get started still We spent hours last week with Billy Boy Bleeding, yeah, queuing in casualty Stand those posters we used to laugh at Never, never laughed Palm trees by the sea Well, there was no need for those guys to hurt but no one asks too many questions like that anymore since you left this town and tomorrow brings another train another young phrase deals away but you're the one I remember
0: Yeah, you know they—they they really take their time. Like most pop songs, would not wait two minutes to get to like a beautiful chorus like that. But I—but uh, yes. I just love how they don't—they don't worry about a convention song con- conventions on anything that they do. They just—they uh, concentrate on just getting uh, a song that evokes uh, the emotions that you wanted to. And this one really does for me. This is a really powerful one for me.
1: Uh, for me as well, and I. I remember at at Numalami shows, this is always like a, a huge sing along, uh, very emotional.
0: Right, it's kind of like longing. One of these things, longing for where you came from, but all, and also maybe feeling guilt for like leaving where you came from behind, and, and it's all kind of in there, intertwined. In there.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I, I think here's an interesting little story. So I I think that the band is from Bradford, and um, in the north of England, and, you know, like, um, a good 10 years ago or so, I, I, I wrote a piece, um, a piece for, which was then actually played by an orchestra called uh, Todmurden 513, which is a place that is very close to, to that area. And, and that's why I started, like, researching a little bit what it's like there. And it's just you're like a purely industrial area, really, like, grey. Great, you know, right, right, and and I think they, the, you know, they still, the the band still lives there, like to this day, which which I find fascinating. Ah, I like, guess you know, was like, looking, <laughs> you know, looking looking at this song, looking at this lyric, and but again, like, there's this, like the, the the there are different points of view in this already, right? Yes, because like as you say, it's like the 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 one who who wants to. Uh, experience something else, which you know, as a, a more or less successful rock band, they got to travel, right, and they got to see a lot of places, and and it's the yeah the the, the theme of uh, of uh, like just like the song Vagabonds as well, like being on the road, right. But then um, here the last the last um, uh, verse, right. Not for one second did you look behind you as you right. were walking away, right and never once did you wish any of us well those who had chosen to stay yeah and so i i, I love it like this you know and and just the the, the last and, and the last few lines i love them and if that's what it takes to make it in the place that you live today then i guess you'll never read these letters that i sent from the valleys of the green and gray
0: yeah Yeah. So that's why I feel like at first I was thinking, oh, maybe he's thinking about himself. But I feel like he's singing to someone else. Maybe someone, because even if you leave, you could still think about the people that you could left from and and not totally dismiss them. And so he's singing about someone else that didn't do that. That just cut ties with everyone and didn't give them one you know one thought once they left, once they got out.
1: No, I think it's I think it's uh, as you said before. It's sort of like different points of view. Yes. In one in one so it's not it's that's also why they like you know especially in the 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 early albums were extremely political you could say right but but i don't i don't see them like that i think they're just like sort of not necessarily meant to make you think but they do make you think and the, the way that he uses his words to kind of like um express the emotions of everyone involved in the situation let's say um it's just it's just fantastic. And you know there's there's this this wonderful uh bridge uh in this song, which is just yeah, so just two guitars playing like that E minor chord back and forth. I guess it's an well, E minor chord, I'm not sure. But it's it's uh it's
2: just wonderful. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's a beautiful song and then uh and then we get into another really uh really nice song, the ballad of Badman Pill, uh which also has a very Sort of uh, universal message in it, uh, sort of about that we're all basically human beings struggling to make it through, uh, you know, whatever it is we're struggling to get through. Uh, let's listen to the Ballad of Bodmin <laughs>
2: What am I going to do with my life? Just learn to hide the way that you really feel. Never let them know that you're scared. But understand that you're not...
0: I cut it off. I didn't let it get up to the part, the chorus part. But when he goes, uh, we are lost. We are freaks. We are crippled. We are weak. We are the heirs. We are the true heirs to all the world. I feel like he's sort of singing about all, of, like sort of it, a lot of it. He's when he says "we," he includes himself, and he's singing about like all of us, you know.
1: Totally. I mean, especially in this song. Yeah. I I, I I just love those lines. I it's it's incredible. It's incredible. I mean, yeah. Like this is this is yeah. This because this is the kind of information, let's say, that that young people. It, it this, you know I, it's difficult for me to put this into words, but you can really hear like th- that he still has sort of like a young soul, but at the same time is a very very old wise man. Right. And who actually says these things? Right. We're freaks. We're crippled and we're weak. You know? We are. You could say, but we are the heirs. We are the true heirs to all the world. Right. Like right. It's, it's despite of that we are. The heirs.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So it's a very, yeah, humanistic approach. That's why I feel like, that's why I said, like, even the first thing, even though when he's saying, I love the world, he's being ironic, but maybe he's not being totally ironic because he's very empathetic. There's a lot of empathy in his songs. Yes. Even though they're also... Brutal. They could be brutal at times, and especially at the ones that he feels, you know, or uh, have, have done wrong, or you know, against the downtrodden. Uh But yeah, there's there's a lot of empathy
1: in his lyrics. Yes. Yeah, and the, the first line of the of the chorus, I think we have to mention it, right? Yes. How great. we all dance with this fire, cause it's all that we know. Yes. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, that's great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So what is Botman? What is Botman Pill? Ah, uh, Botman is a it's place. A, it's a place.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was mm-hmm. trying to look it up, but whenever I I uh, Google it, I eventually get to this song, <laughs> the lyrics, uh, Botman. <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, is a place. But he does mm-hmm. obviously he writes a lot about where he grew up and his experiences. But yeah, like you said, there's a very wise uh, there's a wiseness to what he r- writes about even though he wasn't that old. you know he was still uh, mm-hmm. a young man mm-hmm. but obviously wiseness and also we just i gotta mention the drumming on uh, in this uh robert heaton and and the bass playing in the song the the drums and the bass really carry the song and then uh, like you said yeah. he just has this simple guitar riff that he does but it all works so well together to drive the song yeah,
1: the the bass the bass playing on this record is insane it is it's i mean great. it doesn't it doesn't i mean like to to the layman it doesn't sound flashy but it's really really great it's
0: yes it, it's incredible. got a it, yeah it's got a uh it, it drives the songs through and it's got this like heft to it right it's got a great sound yeah yeah it's great yeah
1: it's i think i it's I, i'm pretty sure it's played with a pick which um really was like a thing of the 80s right of the late 80s for people to play with pick and uh that's a great sound yeah
0: all right so now we get a really t- now again we're on the family theme we get a really touching mm-hmm. song about uh what uh, broken these are like broken people yearning for like some some form of family right even if it's not our family just like our tribe like finding your own tribe yes uh, which is really strong song let's listen Hello. to family <laughs>
2: When Joey puts her makeup on really well She looks cool in the flashing lights All the boys gossip about the shape of her legs On these muddled up and drunken nights And if it's all to wind up between the sheets Well, she can cool like a virgin dove But really, she just doesn't want to be alone
0: Listening to the bass on that song it's, uh, once again man it's just like monster bass playing
1: yeah it's awesome and this triplety thing between the first two chorus uh, verses is, is incredible he does on the bass yes yeah yeah
0: <laughs> and we didn't mention violin because we get violin I'm gonna play some underneath uh, from Ed Aline Johnson uh, yeah. yeah playing uh, throughout on this album adding nice touches what did you think of that as a young man were you okay with that
1: I think it's uh, you know it's the song Vagabonds which has the violin intro like oh loop, right right with a, with the with with looping delay kind yeah. of thing and it's yeah it was well back then it was something uh, really unique to do that kind of thing and it's also very very well played and very emotional and you know like there's one thing we haven't mentioned yet like um, I I'm ver- I love the fact that this music also sounds like folklore it is folklore. It's oh, folk right, music. right, right, right. Yes. and it's so it's it's very much connected to the tradition of the singing um, troubadour or whatever word we want to use for that for that person that is telling stories and 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 uh, like I said, trying to delivering a message that's people that's making people think through through music, right? You know? And 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 so it's it's really somewhat and i know that back you know like back in the uh, late 80s early 90s there was also a lot of this uh like medieval kind of metal stuff that just start, that started to happen where yeah. it was <laughs> right. heavy guitars heavy guitars and bagpipes and and yes. stuff like that yes. right <laughs> and 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 somehow a little bit of of you know so this music also connects with that scene somehow right. it's a very it's a very a very universal kind of music and I think that everybody uh, can really enjoy this album like you don't have to like a particular style of music to enjoy this album
0: uh, very true I, I uh, yeah that's very true I, I I, agree yeah because I, you're right we didn't there is a lot of folk uh, elements to it and although could you imagine like going to a, a folk festival and then all of a sudden you got New Model Army that might wake everyone up a little <laughs>
2: but <it's>...
1: <laughs> <laughs> well the last two lines of the first verse are just incredible I think like but really, she doesn't want to be alone. And if you want, you can call that love. Oh yeah, it, right? Yes. Like this, this, this also so deep, right? To think about that. So what, what does it mean when we call something love? What is it really? Is it that we just don't want to be alone? Yes. And
0: yes, <laughs> yeah, that is. Yeah, you're right. That it's very strong. It's very powerful uh, idea. Because he's just basically saying, you know, what's the motive? What's the real underlying motive? Yeah, because we just don't want to be alone. Maybe they we we never had that. We never had that family, so that's why. uh, Yeah, and his little stories in the song. Yeah, that's what these people. That's the one thing all these people are missing and what they're yearning for. Yes it's strong
1: stuff well we haven't we haven't gotten to family life yet that is the that is the strong song oh yeah it
0: is it is this one I'm wondering yeah I don't know let's just let's listen to it then we can discuss
2: listen to a little bit of family life how did they do this to you how did they do this to you were you the weapon that they used as they tore apart the family Did they bring you here As they were passing through Tell me how did they do this to you And now you don't want to go home And now you say that you never will go home Take a drive across the city Past the places where your brother died Of the comfort for the girls who work alone And I can't tell you that you're not alone In these cities of the far north The skies are cold and clear The loneliness is aching And after all this time these uh, words still shaking. Why did they do this to you?
0: I could just picture a certain a certain people may would feel like he's singing this right to them.
2: Oh yeah. Right?
1: Oh uh, yeah. I mean it's 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 I mean, first of all, it's a crime not to listen to the whole song, right?
0: yes it, it
1: is you're right you're right <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> everyone should yeah once you're done with listening yeah. to podcasts go just listen to the entire album uh, absolutely yes. you're right
1: and and you know lines like and i can't tell you that you're not alone
0: yes yes exactly i i had that and, highlighted wow. too
1: wow. wow wow right and and again like here here like some of the anger kind of like comes through more so than in the other songs and more so like on the older uh records because um you know i i I was like when I was younger. I was really touched by this uh, when he says, um, "Well, at the end, who was it that did this to you?" Uh, well, if I could have my way, I would line them up against the wall and do unto them as they have done to you. Yep. yep. Vengeance. There you uh, go. There's the vengeance creeping in. But he's, he's the just vent. keeping
0: it. He's just keeping it real, though, right? I mean, he's not sugarcoating anything.
1: Exactly. And I always loved that about about his way of expressing. Uh, his thoughts right so there was no no fear of well of sharing his opinion but it's it's more than it's more than an opinion in this case right it's an actual emotion it's an a, a actual uh, feeling translating into into action right and right and which is which is uh, you know on uh, the ghost of cain that was almost all the songs had this sort of aggression in them yes but uh, here it's kind of distilled to like just four or five lines
0: Right, and 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 with the acoustic, strummed acoustic, but that's the that's the thing. It doesn't, no matter how they're delivered. There's no sacrificing the power of the songs. The the power of these songs come through, no matter how they're delivered.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think that's, I mean, like you know, have, uh, early on I said that obviously, like each each um, musical part has a meaning and stuff, and it's true. But you can break these these songs down to say. Like I said, just the lyric, or the lyric and a chord, or the lyric and a drum beat, right? right? Or right. so it's it's really it's really it's just a wonderful display of of uh, artfulness and skillfulness, really. Also, yeah. how these songs were put together and the whole album was put together, right? Just the just the just the flow yeah. of these of the the overarching story that he's kind of like telling. Yes. I just, I just love it.
0: And, and also him, his voice delivering it, because I feel like these songs couldn't be sung by anyone else. I, someone covering it, doing it wouldn't have the same power as him delivering it. He's got a certain obvious quality to his voice that, uh, you, you believe you, you believe everything he's saying.
1: Yeah. And I don't know what it's like for you, but you know, like I, I, Obviously, I'm I'm not English. I'm not American. Um, my my English is English that I learned at school, right in Germany. Yeah. And um, so his his dialect that he's singing in this accent, right, uh, or dialect, I don't know what the right word would be here, is um, is pretty strong. Yes. Right? So the and and I don't know if that is kind of like a, a problem for Americans, for example. Uh, it, what would you say? Is it, is it no, problematic I like,
0: or not? Well, for, for me, I feel like it, 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 it adds to it because it adds to the... So many of these songs are about, you know, a, a place where he grew up and, and his surroundings. So it kind of adds to it, you know? If it was just someone... Mm-hmm. If, if he didn't have that accent, if, you know, which some people have an accent, but they don't necessarily sing with their accent. But I feel like it, for him, it's, it just adds to the... adds to the uh, gravitas to, to it all.
1: Yes, and and you know like another fact about the song that i love so much is that it doesn't really doesn't really say what happened right oh right exactly exactly <laughs>
0: It's open. Yeah, because it's open. I actually, yeah, I've thought at different times, I've thought different things. Well, maybe it's this, but yeah, it's very, that's why I said, I feel like there were people, you would just feel like, oh, he's singing this to me, you know, whatever certain thing they, you know, that someone did to them, he's singing to them about it, which is great. Yes. All right, so now we get Vagabond. So you mentioned, it's funny, you mentioned this song has always felt like a bit of an outlier to the record to me. Mm -hmm. I like it. It's a really great song, but with the chord structure and the violin uh, melody, the way the violin's played, and you know, Marcus, what I realized, what I think it is, I'm listening to it now in 2022, and I think... Like you, To your point where you said before The violin, the way it's played and everything Was very unique then But I feel like it was used a lot after that There's a lot of artists did that and used it So it made it It almost sounds more cliche Than it would have at the time in 1989 When this came out
1: For sure And I I agree that this song hasn't aged that well Um, Even though back then It was one of my favorite songs Also because (laughs) it was the first that I heard Right no, I remember when it was played in the in the, that disco place that I kind of like was forced to go to with my girlfriend back then. <laughs> uh, uh, you know when the once the the intro started people were actually running like running onto the dance floor. Ah, okay. And then wait, waiting waiting for that whole minute until the guitar and drums kick in, right? right? And and it's such a it's such a wonderfully tribal thing. Like I that you know that those chord changes on the guitar—they sound really like a part again. I think it's something that's very catchy, but yes. it's just standard chord shapes playing all of those four chords. It, it, it is, yeah. And 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 it's 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 so it's so powerful. And like what I still kind of like find fascinating nowadays, now looking back about this song, is that it doesn't really have a drum beat, as in a, a rock and roll beat. It's it's just a it's a marching marching. Drum right. kind of thing, right? Right, yeah. and yeah. and and it's it's really it doesn't doesn't have anything that you would call a groove, yeah, in, in a traditional <laughs> rock and roll sense, right? But it brought and everyone
0: out on the dance floor in uh, yes, Germany. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. They they loved it. Awesome. They absolutely loved it. All right, let's listen
0: to the vagabond. <laughs> hey! So, Marcus, in listening to his, uh, uh, does it kind of bring you back to those days uh, with your girlfriend in the uh, disco, in a way?
1: Um, Yes and no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I was thinking it's not the song's fault that it sounds dated now. So it's like, you Mm -hmm. know, sometimes uh, bands do do something that's unique, but then it'll be aped a lot. And then by the time you listen to it, you know, 20 years, 30 years later, it sounds, oh, God, they're they're doing that again.
1: you know i i, I think the the song the melody the vocal melody is just amazing yeah and that's that's what kind of like sets this song that's why it's still working for me right right <laughs> and 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 i've only just like kind of like i paid attention to how he's singing the words and the syllables and realizing that he also sometimes spreads a syllable across two notes and stuff oh like, okay so it's it's really it's really kind of like a quite ornamented let's say for rock music right you know? yeah and, and i i kind of i kind of dig that and like let me ask you what what do you think i mean this this song is almost like the theme of this song oh, what is the theme of this song for you it's simple right but
0: <laughs> yeah well for me i was thinking it could simply about because at this time they were in the thick of being in a band and being on tour so uh, to me it could just be about how a band feels life on the road as touring you know vagabonds you're you're vagabonds touring you know touring the world
1: yeah i mean for me it's it's almost like the um almost you could say a copy of green and gray in terms of what he's talking about you, you could say that but then there's there's this this line and I it's it's the the bridge actually the names are calling to faraway places the uh, years go past the miles go by and still this childhood romance going on die so I'm I'm still wondering what the childhood romance is oh right right okay so I don't know but the follow of the taillights out of the city maybe that's that's actually childhood memory.
0: ah okay could be right <laughs> yeah, yeah so. no I, I you're probably right <laughs> you're probably right <laughs> And, you know, uh, the, the funny thing about touring that I remembered, and I looked it up just to make sure, but I thought I remembered it because when I, I first got into them and I was excited because I thought they were going to come to America. And in 1985, the band were refused work permits to enter the U.S. They couldn't enter uh, the no. U.S. for their No Rest for the Wicked Tour because the U.S. Immigration Department said the band's work was of no artistic merit. Mm-hmm.
1: I think it was because of 51st state, right?
0: <laughs> uh, oh well, they got a lot of yeah, they got a lot of flack for that, right? Uh, they did. And
1: it's 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 not even their song. That's what I find so tragic about it. Oh really? It's a cover. It's a cover. Yeah.
0: I I did not know that, Marcus. I didn't know yeah,
1: that. Yeah, yeah. Look, look look it up on YouTube. It's okay. it's it's fascinating. It's really? More of yeah, a, I did not. Yeah, know it. it's more of a, a, a very different tune, the original.
0: Ah, okay. Yep. Wow. Um, all right. So for me, when I had it, I had the al- I had the album, and this was the last song. And uh, I always thought of this "Archway Towers" as being the last song and a really good closing. But Marcus, I got very excited when I listened to this again, revisited it. Why do you think I got excited listening to it? What is he doing on his guitar on this? Isn't he tapping? Isn't he like touch playing his guitar on this?
1: It's it's. I'm not exactly sure. I think he's <laughs> he's tap. He's not not touch playing, but his is um, tapping the strings with the right hand with a with a flat flat finger so not oh, okay. with the fingertips. <laughs> I think that's what it is. I yeah. got
0: excited Marcus. I just got excited.
1: <laughs> yeah, but but you know, you're right. I mean I was wondering back then what's that sound like? Um and, and it's also very prog, right? And and very dark the song with that yes, very dark bleak. repetitive thing. And, and the, when it gets to the no, 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 which uh, I don't think you will play now, or will you?
0: I'll pull, well, if, if, <laughs> if, if, if we don't get to it in the clip, I, I still, I, I play stuff underneath while we're talking, so I'll, if it okay, doesn't okay, come up, okay, like, okay, I'll brilliant. definitely play it after. So we'll, we'll talk to it. Let's uh, listen to a little bit of Archway Taverns. Yep.
2: Rolling up the
0: that the
2: baby's collecting Waiting for the number that clicks on the wall It's no season on the weak and the feeble, their meagre ambitions, their impotent fury, there's bulletproof glass in case there is trouble, no doors in the building between this side and that side. Snipe me, tell myself over that I don't really live here, but the boys <laughs> run away.
0: So I'm going to play later on. I'm going to play the other part you were talking about. But Marcus, I was wondering, were you at this time, were you already playing guitar? Were you into music at this point uh, playing?
1: Uh, I started playing guitar in 87. So, yes.
0: Yeah. Because I. I uh, all right. Yeah. So because I got excited. I thought, oh, maybe that's the first time Marcus heard someone doing something besides just strumming their guitar. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, 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 no. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. OK. <laughs> but but yeah, it's, it's a great it's a great sound. And the, the whole song is like totally unusual and. And, and what what are you making? You know, how, what do you think about these lyrics here?
0: Uh, well, I mean, I think it's about. I looked up Archway Tower. There is an Archway Tower, which is an apartment building uh, built in 1963 by by the UK government. So it was probably like well, like mm-hmm. a government housing type place uh, above the yeah. Archway Underground Station. Now it's it's still there, but it's called. They've totally redone it, and it's called Vantage Point. And they probably charge like a, you know really high rents. Probably like a luxury <laughs> apartments yeah. now. But yes. that's what I, yeah, that to me, it's about somewhere maybe that he grew up and just like one of these bleak, uh, you know, bleak song about, you know, because usually you live in government housing places, you feel like there's no hope almost. And it's every, it's just very dark.
1: Yeah. It's like this line, tell myself over that I don't really live here. Yes. <laughs>
2: Oh, that's it's, sad. It's, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> such, a, such a great line. <laughs> it is.
1: It is. I've that's tried true. to wrestle some unbalanced nightmare.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, and it's great. And, and the music also on this one sounds very unsettled. There's a lot of under, uh, wouldn't you say, I would say the, the, a lot of the guitars on this record are understated. There's not like a lot of flashy guitar on it, but there's some really great guitar interplay on this one. You know, more noisier guitar yeah. interplay. That's that that really fits the, the song.
1: Yeah, and um, kind of like that's what I. That's the kind of music that I love, where the parts are actually creating the atmosphere, right? Yeah. So it's not about it's not about how you create the atmosphere. It's about the fact that you do actually create that atmosphere, And, right. and that you're able to pull it off to create that atmosphere. And and um, you know that that's real. That's real mastery. That's real. That's that's the real thing when it comes to to music making. Can you can you create that sound that makes people turn around? And that's totally happening on this song, right? It's 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 kind of like it's a little bit of an of an ambient minimal kind of loop thing with uh, with those added um, noisy guitars on top that sort of like tell the story of the vibe. of Right.
2: right?
0: Yeah. 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 It's kind of unstructured. It's almost like it's not really a song, a a traditional song, but it perfectly, to me, it perfectly fits the feeling that I think he's trying to convey is the feeling of being trapped in this horrible government housing.
1: Yes. And I mean, the, the last four lines are incredible because there's this, this middle section and, and then there is like the no, 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 and yeah. uh, 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 like huge applause at the end. Yes. And, and, and okay. then the lines of the conference hall rings to the standing ovation. Yes. <laughs> so uh, the people in blue ties strong. rise from the podium, the raised with power blinded by vision, the mass chosen leaders for brutalized nation. Uh. Wow. The and that's the, the, la- the last word words on, uh, that rec- on that record, right? Vision. Yep. It's wonderful. It's, it's heavy heavy and wonderful.
0: It is. It's great. And yeah, Marcus, like I said, I was, I was really surprised when you threw that the, the name of this record out to me. I, I took a double take and I was not expecting that. I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting it. Uh, but it's what great. What were you um,
1: expecting? Uh, close to the edge? or
2: Maybe. maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Although, not really, because I remember even when we did uh, this one, I remember you saying that you weren't even a fan of like the early King Crimson, you know. So I, I know yeah. you have a certain... You know, Marcus, before we go, one thing I really wanted to ask you, what do you think of Robert Fritt, what he was doing over the uh, pandemic? his videos that he was doing with his wife? What did you make of those?
1: Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> I, I think I think he's um, if I mean if, you're, if you' if like he clearly must have a hard time doing those videos. <laughs>
0: He looks, and sometimes but,
1: he looks like he's doing it
0: against his will almost, right?
1: It's, I think he said that he's doing them for his wife.
0: Yeah, well, that's and, kind of obvious, but he's being a, yeah. a, a good sport. I feel like he's being a good sport about it, right?
1: And I mean, like, I, I like, I, I mean, I don't have to like it in order to like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. It's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> I, I, like, I like the fact that he's kind of like letting himself... Um, you know, that, that he's being challenged somehow. Right. It doesn't matter if he's challenging himself or it's somebody else or it's the situation or whatever. I think it's cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I like the fact that he's just having fun and he, he doesn't give a shit what anyone thinks about it because it is a lot of it is really goofy. But yeah, it's funny. And sometimes he does look... <laughs> he's like
1: he's exposing himself in a way that he's never done before. Yes. And, and, but, but really, and I, I think I maybe told you the story the very first time I saw him. He was in his his nightgown, uh, going to the toilet. Oh right, so, right, So like right. like that you know the the that's that's kind of like I've I've met him originally sort of in a, in a, as a private person. Right. So for me for me it's not such a
2: it's not such a big deal really. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, <laughs> I'm happy to hear that. So, <laughs> um,
0: alright so Marcus where's the best place for people to go to hear to see what's going on with you uh, your website is
1: uh, marcusreuter.com there you go marcus, marcus with k Reuter. yep yeah marcuswithkreuter.com and, and obviously there's, the, there's bandcamp can, you can find a lot of my music on bandcamp yes I'm gonna and, play some, yeah. I'm gonna play some
0: in the intro and in the outro, and yeah, you're a busy guy. What's the next thing coming up that you're playing out anywhere?
1: There's a Stickman tour in the northeast of the US in October. Oh, after nice. Two weeks, and then we go to Mexico City, and um, hopefully in November to South America. Still a little shaky if that tour is going to happen, if I hope okay. it's happening. And then in in February, we'll be on, uh, February 2023. we will, we'll be on the west coast of the US for a really long tour. Oh, really? So okay,
0: now. nice. So, well, maybe yeah. chances are you're not ever going to make it down to South Florida, so maybe I, I go out. My, my daughters both live on <laughs> the West Coast, so maybe I'll, I'll come out to the West Coast and see you there. Like, <laughs> you
2: probably yes, won't.
1: That be. would be great.
0: Yeah, it would be great yeah. to see you. Uh, it was great having you on. I really appreciate it. Uh, don't forget, everyone, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. It's at that record got me high. Also, that Facebook group got me high. It was a lot of fun. It's really it's just me posting dumb memes, music memes. Uh, Twitter, uh, it's at podcast. You can email me at trgmh33 at gmail.com if you want to tell me Hopefully people won't be mad at me about this episode, though, Marcus, I got the most hate emails I ever messages I ever got from uh, our episode that we did <laughs> Just because really? I think just because the King Crimson fans are very, they're very protective so maybe I said one because I wasn't like as as big a fan as they want <laughs> But it's all right. It's fine. I, I have big shoulders. No, so. I,
1: I, I really enjoyed that conversation. Was, Yo, good. I'm was, glad. See, that's nice. what I kept telling people. Yeah.
0: I said Marcus was okay. He liked it, but it's so funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, don't forget, uh, if you want to become a patron of the show, I'd appreciate it. Go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH. Uh, Other than that, just rate, review, subscribe. I'd really appreciate it. Marcus, it was always a pleasure talking to you. Uh, Hopefully we'll do this again, and maybe you'll surprise me again with another pick. Good luck with everything coming up.
1: Thank you so much, Rob. It's been a pleasure.
0: We'll see you all next week. I'm Rob Elba. We're out of here. Bye-bye.